Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and wellness and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is a big one. It's about anger, fury, wrath, rage, all the the spectrum of very, very uh, strong emotions and how to avoid letting those emotions wear out our nervous system. So I'm going to share with you three very effective alternatives to rage. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on georginahudson.net, my name, surname.net, or on my Instagram account at georginahudson.coach. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? This week's topic is about how to deal with the feelings of rage and anger that we sometimes experience. And don't tell me that you are above all that because we all experience so much anger now and then. And it is so strong because it is such a challenge to deal with those emotions. And we've been there, right? So the first thing that comes to mind is the role of our imagination, because the number of cases that we create in our minds when we are angry is impressive. Someone hurts us and we begin to feel that heat inside, that uncontrollable anger and that desire to punch back in the most painful way possible so that the other person gets what he or she we consider deserves. It's completely normal, okay? So I I don't want you to whip yourself if you find yourself feeling angry very frequently. This is totally normal. And when we feel angry and we rev up because someone tells us something or does something that is hurting, um, you know, it is just our body reacting. So our reaction by default when we feel angry or, you know, full of rage, for the most part is to attack back. And be aware of the fact that attacking is not always screaming like crazy or getting mad. It is sometimes connected to stonewalling. You know, when we don't uh, talk to the other person or we don't even look at them in the eyes. I was born and raised in a family where everyone was very passionate and is very passionate. My mom passed away, as you know, may she rest in peace. I have done a lot to overcome this, but I must say it's a very passionate passionate family. So when we felt verbally or emotionally aggravated, we very quickly lashed out at the person who attacked us or who we perceived attacked us. The problem is that rage is terribly exhausting and we are the ones who end up feeling drained afterwards. So we are not doing ourselves a favor, let me tell you. I'm not saying that you have to be a doormat or that you have to be passive. No, not at all. On the contrary, we must know our worth and we need to act accordingly. My suggestion here is to learn to defend our rights from an assertive, effective place which doesn't take a toll on our health because that is what we want we want to take care of our health 
And, you know, I've been there, so I know what I'm talking about. So let me tell you, rage and fury, which are the strongest versions of anger, have several stages. As a summary, because the stages are five, I'm going to describe the three main ones. Um, so the first is escalation phase. We get the stimulus, we feel attacked, and our body reacts accordingly. Our heartbeat accelerates, we feel strong palpitations and heat in our body, our breathing changes, our body tenses, our tone of voice changes as well, among many other reactions, bodily reactions. The second phase is the crisis. Our nervous system becomes stressed. And when this happens, what does it happen? As I told you, we go into fight, flee or freeze mode. Whether we fly off the handle, run away or hide, we are reacting without much mental clarity. And I am sorry to say that our reasoning becomes clouded in this phase. So it's not recommended. And the third phase is the post-crisis. And let me tell you what it is. It's, it's what happens after the crisis, right? So once the body comes down again, the level of adrenaline drops in the body, our emotions become softer and our thoughts stop racing on our minds. Because in the second phase, and between the first and the second phase, our thoughts don't stop um, marching from here to there on our minds. But in this phase, everything seems to, you know, melt down and our thoughts become, you know, slower. So it is at this time that new emotions arise. And these range from guilt and self-recrimination to sadness. And it's not a very nice place to be. So I told you at the beginning that I was going to share with you three effective alternatives in the face of rage. So what are they? Let me tell you. The first one is don't let frustration and fatigue build up, please. We sometimes swallow what we feel because we are afraid of being too loud or we are afraid of being ungrateful or not liked by others. Then the lesser straw overflows our sense of calm and chaos follows. It's so much better to speak on time without blaming the other or victimizing oneself. That is very important. So let me highlight this and let me repeat this. It's so much better to speak on time. Stop. Without blaming the other or victimizing oneself. And I continue. But expressing our needs is very important if we do it from a very clear standpoint. At this point, boundaries are very important. Sometimes we need to set a boundary on someone who drains our energy. But many, many times we have to set a boundary on ourselves because we think we are Wonder Woman or Superman, you know. How many times do we say yes to everything and everyone only to find ourselves juggling everything later? And now, when I'm talking about juggling, I'm picturing, you know, those people who juggle things with fire in the air, how dangerous it looks, and it is. So don't do it. Don't do it. That happens because we often fail to recognize how tired we are and how much we need to rest. So please don't let the frustration and fatigue build up. Second, Move slower when someone hurts you. Observe yourself and, and take some time out. 
And let me tell you, beneath the irritation, there's usually a lot of pain and disappointment. We sometimes behave like wounded animals that howl and attack instinctively. And I want you to imagine a dog whose leg has been hurt. So you want to pat the dog on the head and suddenly the dog starts barking and you are like, oh, what the heck, you know, what a bad dog. No, he or she is a good dog, but they are in pain. And that is exactly what happens to us when we feel hurt. It is a challenge, but I have been there and I could manage this. And I can assure you that we can all press the pause button and avoid jumping on the boxing ring, which is not a very nice place to be. Just imagine you've swallowed a toad. I know it's a horrible image, but that's why I chose it. All you need to do is to let it pass down your throat and digest it. It is the same as when you eat a lot a lot more than necessary. What do you do? Do you move like crazy, go run a marathon, go run sprint? No, you stay in the sofa, you lie lie down in bed. You move slowly. And that is exactly what you need to do when someone hurts you and you don't expect it. Observe yourself. You'll see the discernment, I love that word, that you gain when you put some distance between what happened to you and you. An alternative to an angry reaction could be trying with saying things like, this is not good for me, I need some time out, we'll talk about this later, but not like this. I hope you understand, I'm sure it's going to be good for you too, it's going to be good for both. Or you could try to say, we have to talk about this, but now I need to take some time out. I'm sorry, but I know you can understand. And if the other says no, Just walk away and take your time out. So number two, move slower when someone hurts you. Observe yourself and take some time out. Trust me. Number three, contact your emotions and not the facts that triggered your discomfort. If you relive whatever happened to you in your mind, you'll get hooked on anger. I guarantee this. It's difficult to forget a fact. It's difficult to let go of things which were true, which makes us get into an endless loop where all we do is ask ourselves how the other person could do that, how the other person could have done that, how could he say that, how could she forget that, how could she do that, how could he, you know, um, omit that and, you know, many, many other cases. So as an alternative, bring to mind all the emotions you felt in the heat of the moment. And observe yourself now. You'll see that those emotions decreased in strength or that they have directly dissipated. You know? Because these emotions behave as a wave in the sea, which starts grows and then breaks. Think about how you can respond to a challenging situation from a calm place and with effective communication next time. This is key. And another thing which is crucial here is self-compassion. And remember that self-compassion is not self-pity. When you feel compassion, you feel moved by other people, you want to help them, 
you feel in their shoes. So do the same with yourself. Embrace what you feel, accept it, and remind yourself that you will do everything it takes to take care of yourself first. But do it from an effective way. Do you understand what I mean? Because when we give in to rage, our body becomes intoxicated with stress hormones. It's much more difficult to calm down when one has already burst than when one is able to observe and choose how to respond. And I always say to my clients, choose where you want to live. Do you want to live in the red zone, reacting to everything? Or would you rather live in the green zone, observing things, being your own observer and choosing how you want to respond? And this is not about denying reality. It's not about denying our feelings. No, not at all. I insist. It's about becoming aware of our default reactions to see reality without the bias of anger. As a result, being able to express our point of view in a way that the other person can understand is always going to be better for us and for everybody involved. You may discover too that the relationship that irritates you is dysfunctional or toxic and you just need to stop relating with that person, which is completely healthy too. The most important thing is that you respect and honor who you are from an empowered place, from a graceful place too. Something that fury and rage takes away from you, let me tell you. Oh my goodness, I am so familiar with this topic. Fortunately, I am a much calmer person now, but I, you know, lose my temper sometimes. And I've got some very nice news to share with you before I round off. So my friends and healer, Laura Del Mau, and I are going to offer the first retreat of the year. We are super excited, super overjoyed. We feel very fulfilled, you know, about this. We've called it a reset day in Villadrao, the beautiful town of Girona here in Catalonia. It's a place with fresh air, forests, wonderful water. And if you want to find out more about the retreat, it's going to be a one-day uh, retreat. It's a reset day in Villadrao. You have everything at your disposal on my website. Uh, this first retreat is going to be held in English and you know it has been beautifully crafted from our souls so I think we could also call it a soulful day in Villadrao. You're going to love it. So please email me. We, we only have 12 spots and when I say we only have 12 spots is because we wanted it to be small. We wanted it to be very tailor-made. We wanted it to be very personalized and we prefer to repeat the reset day and the retreat and not to have a very crowded thing, you know. So it's very, very beautiful. So I hope you jump on the bandwagon and you text me or email me or send me a DM and and I'm going to be sending you all the information you want. And regarding rage and fury and anger, I hope you liked this post. I'm sure it was useful at least. And if you know someone who can benefit from it, forward it to them and invite them to subscribe. 
This is the best way we have to help each other. And we, the ones who do this podcast week after week, also appreciate your recommendation because it makes us more visible and in this way we can help more people. All we want to be extremely honest with you is to build a huge tribe where we can help one another with free material so we can reach more and more souls and we can help more and more people. So, you know, I haven't shed a tear (laughs) this week. Uh, Love, and I'm sending you a big, big hug.